that, yeah, they need to encourage, um, you know, their students and writers that taking lessons and learning um, about horse care and horsemanship is just as important, if not more so, than the riding aspect of it because at the end of the day, if you have an unsound or a sick horse, you're not going to be able to compete. Um, and I also think, obviously, like everyone said, you know, it, it is busy, riders are busy, but they also need to take the time to be around, not all the time, but occasionally, um, but definitely the younger generation coming through when the professionals are working on their horses, whether that be a vet, whether that be a farrier, whether that be a chiropractor, a massage person, um, you know, just investing in the horses and, you know, really getting to know correct nutrition, um, hay, supplements, just all of that stuff because, you know, without a without a happy, healthy, sound horse, you're not going to have a horse to ride. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast. The show for eventing fans, by eventing fans. Mane and tail, Karen. Love them. Love mane and tail so much. The mane and tail folks are just wonderful, wonderful people for Mm -hmm. the sport. Um, They have the highest quality products and they treat their people that work there so wonderful. We were able to get there and visit this place where they make the stuff it was fantastic um today we're going to talk about the man and tail ultimate gloss shampoo and conditioner oh yeah so the man and tails ultimate gloss shampoo and conditioner is the first step to ensuring the highest shine for your horse's coat mane and tail it gem- gently but deeply cleanses leaving an unbelievably soft silky coat with a premium reflective shine ultimate gloss is wonderful to use on your dog's coat too Its formula is gentle enough to use on your adorable four-legged best friend. Ultimate Gloss softly lifts dirt and debris while leaving fur silky smooth, soft and shiny for an unbeatable glossy finish. No need for a knight in shining armor to come to the rescue. You just need the Boss of Gloss, Mane and Tail Ultimate Gloss. The Boss of Gloss. You know who uses the Boss of Gloss, Karen? We use it on Stanley. Stanley uses the Boss of Gloss, so... Keeps his white super white and shiny and his black coat nice and got a nice little shine to it. Yeah, and it keeps him, uh, his fur is nice and soft too it's after we soft, use it. Very soft. So he's kind of got soft hair and then he's got coarse hair and the coarse hair it softens it up so it makes it nice. So mm-hmm. we get compliments on that all the time. So um, we love this stuff. Kate. We love it. We love this stuff. pH balanced. So mm-hmm. you can use it every day. It's not like it's going to do anything funky to your horse or anything. Like right. That. And it moisturizes brittle, damaged mane and tails. Yeah. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. We love this stuff. We love mane and tail. The people behind mane and tail are just as fabulous as the products. Yes, they are. So again, thank you so much, mane and tail. And we couldn't do this show without mane and tail, could we, Karen? No, we can't. No, we couldn't. So thank you so much. Winter is here again, and with the cold weather, you will want the new Red and Goat Winter Jumpsuit 2.0. Has all the original designs, but with an added zip-off convertible hood and stirrup elastic. Plus, new colors such as Caviar, Blue Nights, and Rum Raisin. Check them out by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. All right, Karen, we're back. Part two. Part two. Part two of the Super Grim Roundtable. Um... If you heard from last week, you heard a lot of really good stuff. If you didn't hear last week's episode, 
Got to go back and listen. Definitely got to go back and listen. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick up where we left off. I think what we're going to do, Karen, is we are going to start at the beginning where everyone introduces themselves. So that way we kind of, if someone didn't listen last week, they get refreshed on what everyone's voices sounds like and where everyone's from. And then, boom, we'll fast forward into the continuation. Okay? Okay. Yep. So that's where we're at. Part two of the Supergroom Roundtable. It's Christmas in just a few days, Karen, so we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and yes, Happy Holidays absolutely. and everything like that. So we're so excited to bring this to you. Thanks again to all these super grooms, and uh, we just wish everyone all the best, and thanks for listening. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, very, very excited. We say that all the time. I know. This is going to be fun. Today is going to be very, very fun. We have uh, the Super Groom Roundtable, Karen. Something. Oh, yeah. Everyone's always wanted to get out of us, and we, we've not been able to pull it off until now. So um, what we'll do is we'll introduce everyone real quick, and then we're going to turn this over. We have a special moderator. So oh, yeah. uh, so we have uh, Max Corcoran joining us, uh, Emma Ford joining us, Courtney Carson, Stephanie Simpson, Christina Curiali, and Sally Robertson. So welcome, ladies, welcome. to the show. Hello, Thanks you guys. For having us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It's going to be hurting cats. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so, Max uh, has uh, been gracious enough to say she would moderate this. So, you and mm-hmm. I just get to sit yeah, back and listen to these yep. pros. Sit back and up. listen and, so, uh, <laughs> and learn something. So, Max, good luck with trying to keep this rowdy bunch all in order. Hopefully, they're a little bit worn out today. So, well, you know. It's a, it's a rowdy crew, but we do our best. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just uh, a couple of spectators, Karen. So we're going to sit back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There okay. Now we're moving again. Now we're rolling. Drink some more, Rob. We'll get no frozen. This is the time of year. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for having us here. This is a, this is an awesome group and I feel pretty lucky to be Hanging out with these guys for the night. Um, I think uh, probably one of the best things to do is just to we'll go around of our crew and everybody can sort of introduce themselves where you're from uh, originally and where you're from now, where you are now, who you work for now, and uh, and then we'll get rolling. So, uh, Sally, we'll start with you. Oh, thanks, Max. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm originally from New Zealand, and at the moment we are currently in Ocala, and I work for landmarks young event horse team um and our rider is lauren nicholson awesome excellent christina on to you uh i am originally from uh canada the west coast british columbia and i'm currently in hoffman north carolina and i work for will fodry awesome emma hi guys thanks for having doing this max and everybody else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so i'm originally from england <laughs> i feel like i repeat the story the time. uh and i now work for philip dutton have since 2005 and uh in pennsylvania excellent courtney well i feel really boring after these guys i'm just from st louis <laughs> <laughs> um but i am i am still in aiken south carolina we're here all year round and i work for doug and jessica payne Awesome. Steph? Um, I'm originally from Vermont, and I'm currently in uh, Cochranville, Pennsylvania, and I work for Boyd Martin. All right. Excellent. So...
Um, okay. We're going to uh, best gray horse practice. Cause this is a question that I don't know if you guys get this question asked all the time. How do you keep your white horses white? You know, what, what do you guys, um, what do you guys do to keep your, your grays gray or your whites, the, the whites <laughs> white? Um, I'm going to, I'll start with Courtney since she was last to go. Uh, this, this one's hard. Cause I, I don't have, I've got one little gray horse, but he's still really dark. So I feel like I'm kind of cheating with this question. I would say commitment though. Like you've got to be committed to keeping it white. Um, I'm really bad at like tips and tricks to get them white fairly quickly. I feel like I never do the best job at that. Uh, I will definitely admit that. But I do love like mixing Orvis with um, Quicksilver. If you are in a pinch, say we have someone that ships in a gray horse that is yellow or brown. That's kind of my go-to spot cleaner. Okay. Uh, Steph? Um, I think, so say if you're at a show or something like that, I think using the Quicksilver and stuff, but I think if you can use ivory before the Quicksilver, and I think too, being mindful that those products are kind of hard on their skin. So you don't want to go, especially their legs. Like if you do that too much, especially at a big event, like their skin's going to get pretty funky by the end. So I think try to like use ivory when you can or something less um, abrasive than like the, the Quicksilver, but also keeping them, if it's the summer, like a cool coat on them or something with a hood to try to minimize how much of their hair is actually like exposed to it. Um, I think that's prevention is key. Yeah. All right. Yes. Toots, you got it. You have a, you have a big great. Yeah. She's the favorite. expert. Ask Sally yeah. and Christina. Actually, they're the experts. Sally and Christina. Christina. Yeah. I, was I do like, have a very me. large gray horse. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to put them towards the end because I knew that they would have a lot. Cause yeah. Got, skip like, us. We don't billion. know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. I just they still want to hear from you. <laughs> Christina, what do you got? Um, so, I mean, obviously fun is very white. Uh, I'm pretty obsessed with his tail. So it's kind of my pride and joy. I use, I very, I only use Quicksilver like the week leading up to a show and at a show just cause it's like Steph said, it's so hard on their skin and it dries them out so much, even their tails, like it can just start breaking them and, and cause all sorts of more problems than if I'd rather them be dirty than have skin crud or whatever. But um, I have uh, Nat VC, who everybody knows, and she's our bar manager. She uh, has a sewing machine. So in all of his blankets, I have a piece of Velcro sewn in and I have, a, he wears a tail bag 24 um, seven. And well, so during the competition season, I love to let him be dirty when we're not competing. Like right now he looks like a Western pleasure horse and he's yellow. Um, and then come January, I'll start trying to get him white again, but, uh, yeah, he always wears a tail bag and a cool coat pretty much. And then, um, I wash his tail with Orvis a few times a week. Um, I'm pretty lucky cause he does actually keep himself quite clean. Like if he's ever in a stall, he'll maybe lay in his pee a little bit, but he doesn't like to use poop as a pillow. And so I'm yeah. pretty lucky in that regard. But yeah. Orvis and Quicksilver and a lot of currying and elbow grease uh, goes a long way. And then a little bit of rubbing alcohol with a little bit of Quicksilver in it as your magic spot, spot yeah. treatment. 
that's a, that's, remover. that's a saver. That's yeah. a lifesaver. Yeah. Awesome. Emma? Um, well. <laughs> you don't uh, have that many grays either. No, I don't. But um, I'm actually more of a fan of the Shapley's Equitone um, whitening shampoo. It's not as abrasive as the Quicksilver. So I use I use a lot of that. Um, but I think there's two things. I think number one is clipping. Um, yeah, I, think I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, and then my other go-to is if if they're really dry coats, which obviously they're grayish, you're washing them a lot anyway, making sure that they're moisturized because obviously a dry coat will take up a lot more stained than a moisturized coat. So um, finding some sort of moisturizer um, or a conditioner that adds um, back into their coat, I think is really helpful. But definitely clipping a moisturizer. And I'm a fan of Shapley's. <laughs> Sponsor plug. Sponsor plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Sal, because uh, you have one million and five gray horses that you look after every day. Yeah, my Sally yeah. and I hang out at the Lost Bay a lot. Yeah, yeah. I bet you do. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, like honestly, those guys are pretty much covered at all. I uh, it's a lot of elbow grease. Mine are not. Uh, mine are filthy. They love <laughs> laying in their poop. It shows paramount oh. importance, in particular. Oh, Lou uses uh, his poop as a pillow, both sides. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, like I said, these those guys pretty much covered it all. I'm a big believer in letting them be horses so they don't get tortured um, until I have to. And yeah, I mean, I don't want their coats to dry out and be horrible. So down here, obviously, the sand is very tricky. Um, but at the moment, you know, they're all outside. They're happy um, just being horses and then kind of... When they come back into work, their tails, we don't actually use tail bags. Lauren had a really bad experience once with them and I believe a horse pretty much lost its tail because of it. So, um, you know, I'm fine with that. So, yeah, during the week they, you know, they get washed a couple of times and we, I mix our shampoos up quite a bit. Um, You know, we'll do some head and shoulders, we'll do some VO5, um, Quicksilver, Ivory, and then, you know, the kind of week of the show, just lots and lots of elbow grease. I do love the tiger sponges too. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a big um, – I very rarely use like soap and water it down in a bucket anymore. I pretty much put the shampoo straight on the tiger sponge and do them that way. Um, but, yeah, just lots of elbow grease. And Generally, at a major three-day, I will either be shedding a tear or crying or um, <laughs> have, having having a few choice words at the wash stall every morning. Sally's yeah. <laughs> got excellent um, – Sally yeah. always has really good welly boots so her feet don't get wet because she spends a lot of time in the wash rack. Yeah. 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 I like to think of it as bonding time with the horses. That's <laughs> awful. It's good. It's a good way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so um, and another thing with the quicksilver, sorry, is just yeah, to make yeah, sure you put it on. Uh, like you can't dilute it; you have to put it straight on them. Yeah, um, sponge. Yeah, um, yeah. Because otherwise, it, I mean, it, it helps, but it, you gotta you gotta put it on a sponge and, sh- and scrub it on. Because if you put it yeah. in water first, it's not gonna do nothing. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. Favorite grooming product and your favorite supplement product. Cause these are again, questions that I always get asked. Um, and I think the supplement thing is kind of an interesting one because a lot of people have so many various opinions about it. So, um, we'll, we'll squish the, squish the answer together and we'll consult what last will let her go first. Um, grooming product. I mean, I love, uh, curry comb, uh, just good old fashioned little curry comb. And I mean, our horses get a good grooming, you know, twice a day when, you know, we're in full kick of the season and stuff, obviously not on holiday. We try not to torture them. Um, so I do love a curry comb and also, uh, Emma put me onto it, but the posture prep, uh, brush, which is, you know, kind of like a curry comb, but also a massager as well. Is that your dog, Steph? No, she's oh, away. Oh, that's me giggling. Uh. That's me giggling. I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it's Emma downing this beer in the background. <laughs> <laughs> a big old I see you up there. Pilsner glass. Oh, dear. Can I go get another one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, your favorite supplement, Sal? Uh, I'm going to have to say probably anything platinum, uh, platinum performance. Uh, that's who we use. And I, you know, I think all of their products are fantastic. Um, one that all of our horses are on is the platinum performance CJ as a daily supplement. And I love that. All right. Um, Emma. <laughs> Uh, how long and then got? you can go get your drink. I think, yeah. <laughs> After me to select one product that I really love is really hard. So. Okay, well, give us a give us a quick little smorgasbord of them. Yeah. Uh, a- well, you won't see me without. Sally's already said one push prep, uh, and then my hands on gloves. I think they're yeah, a, love those. Look, little. You can do so much with them, including yeah. your dog. So yeah. I think the thing that you can, um, you know, and then. Um, I am shamelessly going to plug Shapley's again. They have a product called Number One Oil, which I use continuously for um, dry coats. I use it before clipping and after clipping. Um, it really speeds up your clipping time. It helps protect your blades. Um, I use it for long formats at jogs because I can shine their nose and their ears and their eyes, and I can use it as hoof oil if I've forgotten the hoof oil. So <laughs> it's a really good product. It's an all-in-one. <laughs> All in one. Uh, so can I say that? Like number one. <laughs> Ginzo knife. Yeah. And then uh, anything horseware. If it's got horseware written on it, I'm using it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. I am. I am jealous of that. I do love the horseware products. Yeah. yeah. Same. I, just, yeah. I don't. I don't even. I, any blanket. I. Why would you yeah. buy anything? I mean, for yeah. the fit, the quality of the. You just. You know, whenever you need a blanket, they they have the one you need. So yeah, All right, I'll stop there. Supplement. Um, uh, I get. I'd have to go for Cosequin. Um, you know, I've obviously been with Philip for a long time and seen the difference it's made um, to his horses. And you know, we might have had a older horse come in that you know maybe an eight or a nine year old, and you put it on there and you actually see quite a difference. So I would say, and the, and the science is behind it. It's a company that has the science and the research behind it, and I think that's so important. Like so many of these supplements may not have that research behind it um and i but i think it's very important to actually read in and you know how it's digested and you know what stops it from the formulation from working at its best so yeah go neutramax that's what i say all right (laughs) is this girl getting paid 
Um, so grooming product, uh, this is a very recent discovery, but the Choice of Champions Superderm product, it's a spray. Um, I have worn, um, she got a winter coat in August, so I had to get clipped like twice before try-on this year, and I clipped her and she got hives Mm. everywhere for like a month, and then finally when we got the hives down. Her whole coat went crusty from the hives. And I just sprayed her with the Superderm every day and rubbed it in and then clipped her again like two days before we left for try-on. I couldn't believe how shiny and beautiful she looked in her. She didn't look like she'd just, we'd just been fighting with her skin for a month. So that is, I'm a big believer of that super derm product now and even now like the horses are on vacations so i'm trying not to mess with them too much but if they come in with a little something i spray that on rub it in and you know the next like time windex I them, it's, yeah basically <laughs> yes um so that's awesome and then supplement uh i have to say succeed yeah. i i Good stuff. It's, it's an amazing product i mean if you, if we run out and say there's like a two day turnaround where we don't have it because it hasn't gotten here yet from wherever. And you can, you can tell that the horses, there's a difference between when they've stopped it and then when they started again. So definitely 16. Oh yeah. Uh, Courtney. Can you hear? Um, oh, you so yeah, I love a good uh, am I still here? Yay. Yeah. You're back. Um, I love a good curry comb. I love the, uh, yay. <laughs> love the regular, like old school rubber ones. But then also, um, I found this mitt. It was in like a random grooming bag we pulled out from underneath the cabinet. And it's woven cactus or burlap on the one side. And then it's just soft on the other. And so you can just kind of like curry with the mitt. And for the ones that are a bit more sensitive, that's really good. Um, they seem to like that better. And then actually over time, then I get to where I can go to a normal rubber curry with them um, after using that. And so that's probably my favorite, just like grooming tool in general. Uh, I'm going with Emma and anything horseware, like their blankets, coolers, all of it. Like I would be lost without that. Um, and probably my favorite supplement product. I'm a huge fan of the Purina Super Sport. It's like a vitamin and amino acid supplement. And I see a big difference. We had one that used to tie up, um, and, and then when we started feeding it to her, it made a huge difference and never had any problems with that. Like not even in the slightest after that. And so, we kind of slowly went to all the horses would get it at long formats and you can double it up like on cross country day and stuff like that to just kind of help keep all of that stuff moving. Um, and now at this point, I think everything in our barns on it and, you know, they all Doug says they, you know, feel better and they feel kind of looser from the get go and, you know, knock on wood, we haven't really had any problems with anything being super tight in the back. And I think they're building muscle better and faster and all of that. So Awesome. Uh, Steph. 
Um, kind of like everybody else said, I think like curries and that kind of thing. I also am a big fan of what I call pink spray, but it's like the pink uh, hair moisturizer, coat moisturizer is what it's called. Um, that saves me in Aiken uh, when we go down because you're trying to get the standoffs, you're washing them a lot, and then inevitably you're making their hair dry. So I think that's like a go-to for me. And also like a fleece mitt or like a wool mitt you know, to polish them up before, you know, they go in or before a jog or something like that. The horses always really like it because it's soft and kind of shiny or whatever. Um, and then as far as supplements go, I agree. Succeed is a great supplement. Um, obviously we use a ton of smart pack stuff, which is cool because you can get it in their like pelleted form in their smart pack, but also a lot of them are paste. So like the smart calm is a paste, the electrolytes are a paste and like the digest one. Um, and then I also think APF pro is another one, especially at three days just to help them kind of recover, recover. And, and give yeah. them. Yeah. Mm. Like, especially after cross country before the show jumping. So, you know, like if they've had a big effort the day before, I think it's important to help them kind of restore everything in their muscles and their system. So we like, we like APF pro as well. And it's really good um, to take yourself if you can get it down, if you've been overserved <laughs> the night before. <laughs> At least that's what, that's what someone told me. Right? <laughs> no, Tammy, Tammy Smith at the Pan Ams last year, a couple of us like started feeling a little bit iffy. Um, I'm going to let you interpret that however you want. And she came over and she goes, do you have a Gatorade? And she was doing shots of it with Gatorade for us. Yeah. And she's like, take yeah. this, take this. You'll feel a million times better. It's a lot easier than getting banamine down, but it's um, it's a little tough to get down. But it's it does it really does <laughs> help. Sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't, that's don't. nasty. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> What's the don't. proper dose? What's the proper dose, Max? Of what? Of the, like a little. So for a little oh, banamine or or the or the APF. The APF to, for the human um, for human consumption. Oh, I do like a whole like a whole squeezy thing, uh-huh. whatever the little squeezy. If you do that, like a little bit of orange juice, <laughs> yeah. It's a couple yeah. of a couple of mils, like three mils, <laughs> and I think it works. Groom juice. the professional groom. Yeah, the tray. but the banamine, yeah. the banamine is one cc, and it's not much, but it burns. And it, it is it. Put it in orange no, 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 juice. Max, orange juice. Max, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's quite as much as one cc because someone told me. Well, I thought someone told me once. Point two, but I thought they said two, and so <sighs> I. I did too, and it had the reverse effect of making me feel good. Mm. It actually made me feel you real feel worse, sick. like real oh. bad. Oh. So don't overdose on the banamine. No, it's rough. <laughs> if, you, if it can, if you swallow and it stays down, it will, but it can bounce too. Oh. Yeah, but not if you do too much. That's yeah. If you do too, oh, it's not good. It's not, yeah, it's not good. But yeah, APF Pro is just a good put thing. on topically. You'll be fine. <laughs> all right okay um okay uh let's hear something something the world doesn't know about you well we'll go with steph oh god don't put me first i don't know okay (laughs) but i am and the world knows every i don't know um you have what are your hobbies what do you do you like to cook are you a skier or i mean you're from new england of course you are yeah all of the above um i used to show cows i'm a nerd oh like i grew up on i grew up on a dairy farm i used to show cows there you go all right okay all right courtney um i was a state ffa officer for two years in high school 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know what FFA is? Future Farmers of America. We have, we have oh, I know. Yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. Steps like Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah. Forgot yeah. Canadian. All right, Keith, what about you? Um, I I love live music. Like if there's a concert, even if I don't have any money, I will pay for a ticket and I will go. Oh, make it work somehow. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Sal? Well, you kind of know this, Max, but obviously I used to do beauty therapy for a living. Yeah, now you have all amazing, <laughs> amazing at doing eyebrows, which clearly I haven't seen her recently, but you better believe I'm going to see her before I have to do a live thing on Saturday. <laughs> anyway, it's the best. One bottle of wine. And I remind her to bring her tweezers. That's good payment for, for yeah. getting. Uh, and she tweezes them. And I'm telling you, like, I want to hit the people when they're tweezing me at the at the spa. She, you can't feel it. I mean, you can feel it, but it doesn't hurt. She does, wow. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. Emma? A pro. Um, well, probably by now most people know that I ballroom dancing is my hobby. But I did come up with one thing that I bet nobody knows. I was junior sheep shearer champion in England. <laughs> Ooh, yes. That is awesome. That's I was probably 15 years old. How about that? Sheep is really hard work. Yeah, that is hard. Amazing. Yeah. What a keeper. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How do they determine that? Is it like a speed thing or? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a style and everything. No, it's wow. like a speed yeah. thing. Because oh, like, so you have to take off the things. whole wool in one go. No wonder yeah, you're you so do. good at clipping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was going to say, right? yeah, no yeah, you're absolutely right. No kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't Jeez. have a chance. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So this is something more personal to me because I think this is important. And, and you guys are obviously, um, you know, as it, taking care of the horses and the horses coming first is as important to you guys as it is to me. And, and we all know that if we don't have the horses and we talk about all these other things that go on and, and, um, they do all this instructing and this and that and the grants and the officials and everything. But if we don't have these horses, if they can't compete because they're not well, there's no sport. Right. So I always think right, right on back to it. So one of the biggest gaps that I see, um, is instructors and coaches and, the gaps that they don't, they're so busy just teaching people how to sit the trot or to, you know, go to the jump again or come again or, you know, slip your reins or whatever it is. If you guys were to think of, you know, give, what is the biggest gap that you guys see um, with instructors and coaches telling, teaching their students? Um, what is the least taught topic? I guess it is. Um and, you know, what, what is the most important? What, what do you guys see is the most important thing that is getting missed? Um, and I'll start with, I won't start with you, Sally. Don't worry. I'm going to start with Toots because she's from Canada. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, just like knowing every in and out of your horse, knowing every part of their whole body and every bump on their leg and what they like and what they don't like and just like, you know, grooming your horse every day and spending time with them and knowing exactly what they don't like and something else, just knowing, knowing your horse's legs. And so the second there's, you know, if you're heat in the left front, you know, that's not normal and you can do something about it immediately. 
and before there's any issues that arise. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emma. Um, I mean, uh, Christina sort of hit the points. I like to point, I think encouraging these riders to spend time with their horses is um, a big thing. Um, you know, it definitely, it sort of feels gone in the days where, you know, you have someone coming up through learning the ropes and they spend quality time with their horses. It seems they just get pushed into a professional stream really fast before they really known true horsemanship. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in your whole horse um, care, which it's, you know, developing a program that, um, as Christine says, knowing the horse, how does he stand? Has he changed his stance within three or four months? You know, um, why has he changed his stance? And that even and that you're saying his stance, forward. like if he's standing on the cross ties, is nice. he standing yeah, like one leg he... forward or his back legs are out or, yeah. yeah. And un you know, understanding that and not just brushing over it. So it's exactly what Christina says, like, even those small things you it it you can get on top of straight away um yeah. and then my other honestly I've, i could probably do a talk for you max on this you know not <laughs> yeah. these horses so you know so fast i feel there's a there's so much yeah. stress to push them up the level so fast and these horses aren't you know that's why we're losing them at the top because they're going advanced as mm -hmm. eight-year-olds rather than as nine-year-olds you know or ten-year-olds yeah. yeah. and it's interesting because like you go to england and their young event horse classes for the advanced are eight nine-year-olds aren't they <laughs> right. yeah. you know and that's and that and here in america by nine they're going to kentucky and yeah, Emma, you've been around as you know as long as I have. What nine-year-old do you know that did Kentucky that had a career past twelve? Right. Yeah. You know, well, it just, it's very hard to name one. You know, and and yeah. how many American horses can we say have done four championships in a row? Three championships. Champion. Yeah. Two. I mean, you'd be pushing to find one that's done three championships in a row. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that has to start at the instructor level. It has to start. You know. Yeah. At the lower yeah. level, it can't be coming in at. Yeah when they're 25 year olds trying to make it, you know, like, do you, do you think that there's a gap since we lost the long format, um, even at the, at the preliminary level and, and, um, intermediate level, do you think there's a, a, that has caused a bit of a gap or do you think this is just sort of everybody's in for instant gratification these days? Um, I definitely, I mean, number one, fortunately, I think me and you, the only ones that got to experience the, oh no, Sal. No, Sal. Yeah. Hey. Sal, I thought you were young. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't forget, you guys, we're antiques. I mean, these, these are the young whippersnappers. Yeah. <laughs> we're antiques. No, uh, we're old and weathered, but we're still there, you know? No, I absolutely feel that they missed out big time, but that's, I yes. sort of feel that's where the spending time with your horse has got left behind, right? Because for the long format, you had to spend an hour and a half sitting on your horse. Yep. Yeah. You know? So for sure. It, to me, that's a huge part of why, you know, at the moment people just think, oh, well, it doesn't have to be fitter or, you know, it's, it's easier now. So you don't have to do so much. And it's, to so be they, honest, they don't need so much time off. And yeah. 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 It's the yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Courtney. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, just to build on what these guys have said. And I think, too, it's, you know, you don't have to know necessarily what's wrong because you have, good people, you would hope, and trainers, vets, farriers that you can go to, but it's not being afraid to step up and say, hey, something's not okay with my horse. Like, you know, it might not look it to you, but I'm the one that spends all this time with them or her, and I know that something's not quite right. And 
you know, maybe just pushing the envelope a little bit in not just trotting it up on a straight line or something like that. Because I feel like a lot of people today, you know, we're all in this rat race and in such a hurry to, you know, make money and teach more lessons and ride more horses every day that it's like, oh, just jog it real quick and it'll be fine. And if it looks okay, then some people are hesitant to be like, well, why do you think it's not right? And maybe it's just something you're feeling or it's a gut feeling. And I think as a rider and as a young rider, you know, people need to not be afraid to go, no, I really think something's wrong. Like my gut's telling me this, you know, could we look at it a little more in depth? Um, Cause I think a lot of people still are intimidated by their coaches and maybe intimidation is not the right word, but it's someone they respect. So if they tell them their horse is fine, why would they argue it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sal. Yeah. I mean, it, what, yeah, you guys have covered <clears throat> most of it really, but that, yeah, they need to encourage, um, you know, the students and writers that, taking lessons and learning um, about horse care and horsemanship is just as important, if not more so, than the riding aspect of it because at the end of the day, if you have an unsound or a sick horse, you're not going to be able to compete. Um, And I also think, obviously, like everyone said, you know, it, it is busy, riders are busy, but they also need to take the time to be around, not all the time, but occasionally, um, but definitely the younger generation coming through when the professionals are working on their horses, whether that be a vet, whether that be a farrier, whether that be a chiropractor, a massage person, um, you know, just investing in the horses and, you know, really getting to know correct nutrition, um, hay, supplements, just all of that stuff because, you know, without a – Without a happy, healthy, sound horse, you're not going to have a horse to ride. Um, And one of the biggest things too, I think, is, you know, we all want to win, um, whether that's the rider, the coach, trainer, groom, you know, but picking and choosing um, each horse is different. So, you know, I think they, the coaches themselves could be a little bit more sensitive to, you know, where the horses can run, how often they run. And, you know, you don't – it's an end result, so it's not going out there and winning every horse trial or winning every um, – you know, trying to win every event you go to. Like, what is the end goal? What is the big picture? What are you trying to get to so that, you know, you're not out there hounding on your horse like every weekend or every other weekend? Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, obviously what these guys have said too, but I think another thing that you see with a lot of young kids or working students or whatnot is I think there's a gap between the equipment that they use and their knowledge about the equipment. Like yeah. I think yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like fits <laughs> yeah, and martingales and even, even boots. Like you see a beginner novice kid with two strap, like, pinchy high boots yeah yeah and you're like why are you using this and they're like i don't know i got them for christmas and you're like okay but like (laughs) (laughs) you know like i think there's a big gap between and especially bits and i i think sometimes like courtney said you're you're pressed to teach a lot of lessons and whatnot and if some kid's getting run away with for 35 minutes like the simplest thing is like get a bigger bit you know so i think but that's not the solution the problem is the training so i think teaching kids 
what's appropriate, what's not, what, like when you would use certain things and when you don't. I think there's a huge gap in that. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is a fun one. Um, biggest pet peeve. Um, because I know we've got a lot of those and like for me, I can't stay. Do we have when... another two hours? <laughs> I know, I know. I have a list. A whole separate I hate when people don't do leg straps up. That makes me berserko. And the, I mean, I've got a lot of them too, but like that yeah. drives me nuts. And the other thing that drives me nuts is when people um, mismatch boots. Oh, oh yeah. thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There is a left boot and there's a right boot. And then when they wash them, do the damn Velcro up. I mean, yeah. come on. Hey, Max, yeah. you're giving away all our answers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but we can all bounce off of this. Okay, but I have, okay. Anyway, Sally, you go. Uh, definitely the leg straps. I hate that, but I hate when they do like the belly straps or the hind straps and they have them too loose. Like it's just oh, an yeah. accident waiting to happen. Um, so that's, that's a big one. And then uh, sponges, like I am big Ooh. for like a face sponge that has no soap or anything in it. And then guaranteed someone is going to come along and put soap on the face sponge that shouldn't have soap on it in the first place <laughs> and then to add insult to injury they never rinse the damn thing out <laughs> and that that just drives me crazy or when they leave a, a sponge in a bucket of dirty soapy water soapy water yeah that's great oh, um, and it's just sitting yeah. there and then the sponge rots and okay all right um steph uh, also <laughs> sponges when someone uses those tack cleaner and the tack conditioner and they put the conditioner on the soap sponge or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. hate you when you do that. Oil you sponge. Sponge. There's nothing worse. Fingers. Yes. Yeah, you go, yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Me. And also, poorly wrapped polos or stand uh, bandages. If it's yeah. like... Oh my god, if, if they're too loose... loose oh. And then and you like tuck the edges in because you, you can't, yes. you got to tuck the edges in. <laughs> yeah. It's not tuck the edges. They need to be tight and not like a cone. Like when it's like, they have to be flat, you know, the yeah. edges. So it just, yes. Yeah. I can't, can't do it. Yeah. Oh I was man. Emma. Up. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Loose standing wrap. That's just not. Uh, okay. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. It's so bad. Emma. Uh, well, everything that they just said, um, what can I add? I'm going to give one piece of advice. This is sort of general pet pet peeve. Like if you're coming into somebody else's barn, look around you and see how everything is done. I.e. how the holes are hung, <laughs> how the blankets are hung. It's the sort of People general don't notice. idea that yeah. maybe that is how you should do it. <laughs> so, a little bit of advice. For people. But the other thing is. And bring him a coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leaving gates open in paddocks, uh, like, yes. yeah, 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 like yeah, not yeah. shutting a gate after they brought a horse out, just yeah, yes. and, and that's probably from my farming background. I grew up on a farm, and my dad would shoot yeah. me if you left a gate hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally agree. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. man, Courtney. Um, all of this hovering, just like useless hovering yeah. when <laughs> I'm doing anything and they don't have something to do. I'm like, I don't even care. Go hide around the corner. Just don't hover yeah. aimlessly around me. Um, you have something like to people, do. They sit on the trunk you need to get into. 
Yes. And, and then you're like, can you move? And then they get on, they and get it in never that other, they sit on the other trunk. And then you got to get in that one. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it's yeah. always like the one owner you're, that is there. And you're like, oh, I really just want to tell you to please leave. But I can't. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a nice chair for you out there. Yeah. I thought she was talking about working students. She's talking about owners. I, coming it's just for you. I put your name on it. <laughs> yeah, oh my, I, my owners are all amazing. I actually do really like them, but it never—it's Murphy's Law. Um, yeah. When you take a hose and like you've got to drag it away for water buckets or fields or whatever, and then they don't roll it back, or if they do, it's all twisted and coiled halfway yeah. one way and then halfway the other, or extended cords. Then you got to unroll them and they're tied in knots, and people just leave them in knots. They won't even like undo the knot as they're unrolling it again. They'll just tie it in more knots the next time. Yeah. <laughs> that, are, that are they really make the knot real good. tight so that because they can't get it that far because it isn't a knot? Yeah, just yeah. keep pulling on it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. It's good. <laughs> Christina. Uh, so, well, A, tying to something that doesn't break away, like tying yes. directly to oh, the trailer, yes. or to the yeah. bars or something. I can't believe how I do that. Like, why? Why? It's not why? hard. It's a bailing point up. It's fine. Pony club. Um, and then, uh, oh god, my mind just. Oh. Her mind and her internet too. froze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Posing horses in the face when they don't like it. And uh, yeah. Oh, there we go. The I'm back. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a good one. Hosing faces, horses in the face. That makes me so mad. Oh, uh, yeah. it. It's fine if they like it, if they drop their heads and they're okay. Some horses but... do that, but yeah. when they're, and the yeah. horses are me so out. angry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you have another one, Toots? Oh, you froze again. There you go. Um, God, my mind just completely went blank. <laughs> I had a really good one, but I can't think of it. Yeah. I can't think of it uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, the FBI just passed a whisker rule so that you can't clip whiskers, um, starting, I think it's June 1st or July 1st. I think it is at sometime. Um, um, and I know like Will and Lauren don't do whiskers, um, haven't done whiskers in a while. What do you, what are your all's thoughts on that? And then I guess probably coming soon is going to be trimming out the inside of their ears. Um, cause that's a rule in, um, Sweden and Germany and somewhere else over there. Um, but you'll be able to get the, the, the old man bit out, but you won't be able to carve them out. What are your all's thoughts on that, Sal? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like they have them for a reason. Um, and obviously in the past I've been all about taking the whiskers off, pulling tails, uh, clipping out the ears. Um, but as time goes on, like, uh, you know, a lot of my horses, really don't like the areas being done. So it's actually going to make my life a lot more easy. Um, <laughs> as you've probably noticed, uh, I only have one horse now that has a pull tail and it's all personal preference. I love a nice pull tail. Um, Lauren, you know, has now decided that she likes a full tail. So it's fine. Once again, I don't have to um, torture them. I was never great at clipping a tail. So I always pulled them and the whiskers. Yeah. I mean, their senses on the horses, so they have them there for a reason. So, yeah, why why take them off? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Courtney? Um, I, when it first came out, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit like, uh, 
that kind of it, it like made my skin crawl a little bit more so for the fact that I love a very clean polished look and then the more I got to thinking about it and thinking about other practices that I've adopted in my own barn already like I actually don't pull mains at all anymore um, smart grooming has a great tool that I found when we were over at Burley. Um, it's like a razor blade and a leveling knife that they use. And so I've gotten away completely from pulling manes already because I have a lot of horses that don't like it. And, um, I don't pull tails unless it's one that will just stand there and kind of sleep while I do it as is. So for me, it's really like we have several that I braid tails already. And it was like, at the end of the day, it's really not that big of a deal. And it is one less thing that you have to do. And so I actually, I have two big FEI horses that I won't have to twitch them to do their ears now anyway. So, you know, for me, it's really not that big of a deal. And other than for the trot up, they all wear bonnets. So I think you don't even see yeah, it. I guess so the bonnets I guess. are so big now. Yeah. yeah. Don't even notice. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Emma. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was, it wasn't a surprise that the rule came in um, a little bit, a little bit like Connie. I, the last few years sort of I the horses that are easy to do I I do um I haven't actually cleaned out ears for a long time I always uh clean you know do the outside but I haven't cleaned out ears for a long time because I do think you know they don't have any um you know they're there for protection against the bugs and Philip actually isn't the biggest user of ear bonnets so um you know I always like to give them that bit more protection um the whiskers i've very much been you know i will say i think all of us to sort of against it all of us have been in this sport for a long time and i can personally say i've had one horse that has damaged himself when he ha was did have his whiskers clipped out of 15 years you know over 20 years now of experience um and that horse i just didn't bother clipping his whiskers after that um so you know, that's an argument against it, but it doesn't, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, it's one less thing to do. Um, and then I do, you know, the ethers is, I think, will come in. Um, I think will pulling tails and uh, mains come in? I'm not sure because you can now, you know, like Courtney says, there are plenty of tools out there that give you that pulled look. So how are they going to assess that situation? Okay, cool. All right. So um, these are uh, tips to keep your horses happy and content at the shows. So, um, and I think we started with Emma. Um, yeah, so I think it's very important to, you know, I try and keep things um, stress-free as possible and, you know, which includes keeping the horses quiet and or keeping the barn, barn around you, the barn atmosphere quiet. Like, um, you know, it's very hard to... It, no owners. Build up before, but like with owners and um, you know all your friends coming around, just making sure everything's gonna haunt me forever. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. I seriously no, I'm saying that because sometimes you know at the end of cross country day and you're trying to get your stuff done, especially the big three day, and everybody wants to be in the barn and be like, oh my god, good job, hey five up. I'm like, everybody go go to the end of the aisle. You guys can yeah. do your hugs and high fives at the end of the aisle. Just <laughs> these horses need to take a breath, come and pet them, yeah. and then out, you know and I think it's really important. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I'll stick with that one. <laughs> All right. All right, Sal. Yeah, same as Emma. Lots <laughs> no, of quiet. Up. Lots of quiet time um, and lots of hand walking and hand grazing. I get mine out as much as possible. Um, yeah, just throughout the day. Yeah. Courtney? Um, I like to try to not 
totally 180 how much they see me from at home because we have a lot going on at home. So, you know, we don't do a lot of like interaction with them outside of the necessary at home. So at the show, when I don't have a lot of them, I try not to then just like be in their face because I have nothing else to do. So yeah, quiet time, I guess would be one way to describe it. Um, you know, lots of hand walking and hand grazing because they're out at night here. Like I said, trying to keep it as close to normal as we possibly can. Yeah. Steph. I'd say in addition to the hand grazing and in the quiet time and stuff, I'd say try to find things that they like. Like if you have a busy horse um, that likes to see or gets really attached to friends, I'd say like give them a stall guard or, you know, give them something that makes them happy and that kind of keeps their attention. Yeah. And um, Christina. Yeah. And kind of same as Courtney, ours are out as much as possible at home. So kind of getting them out of their stalls as much as you can while also leaving them alone um, as much as you can. I do have a couple that absolutely love attention. So, you know, sometimes spending an extra few minutes with them or like, you know, that likes to hang out, like setting up a chair outside their stalls so they can kind of stick their head out and, you know, mess around and, you know, lots of pets by whoever's kind of standing around. Like I have one that just honestly loves to just be poked at all the time. So I have a stall guard out for him and, you know, usually a chair set outside and Will will sit outside his stall and they just hang out all the time. So, you know, knowing what they like and and going from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then this is a big one because this is something I think we all forget about because we get working so hard and we're all caregivers Um, and we look after the horses and we've got our dogs and we've got our people and we're looking after our riders and stuff. And a lot of times we forget to look after ourselves, don't we? And so, um, I think it's super important. So has anybody got any good tips or things that they do for themselves to make, keep themselves healthy and well, because as some of us are maybe getting a little bit older, maybe (laughs) perhaps, um, you know, the hands don't work so well and, you know, all those kind of things. Um, are there things that you guys do to keep yourself better? Because obviously it's a very physical job and we have to keep, keep ourselves well to be able to do it right. Um, so I'll, I'll start with, with Christina. Um, I, I'm a very anxious person, like by nature, just everything makes me anxious. So I make sure I, I, I really love to run and I love to do yoga. So I try and make sure I have time to do that because that really makes my anxiety go away um, or not necessarily go away, but become manageable. The more I exercise, <laughs> the more manageable my anxiety becomes. So definitely That's making sure I take time. Yoga to, good. Yeah. 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 Steph. Being, being able to bend over and pick something up is really nice. <laughs> super, super helpful. Details. Details. Um, this is weird. Uh, but I like to drive like going home from a show or something. I like to drive in silence because I feel like <laughs> chaos is around me at all times. So you sometimes, might be a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, 100%. um, and I just like to just think and just not have a thousand things or like the radio or the news or whatever. So maybe I'm a psychopath. I don't know. No, I, like to drive. <laughs> I like to drive Steph. in silence. So judge Steph, me. 
I'm right there with you. I, I can actually make it from Virginia to Florida without listening to it. Yes, thing. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> really? I love it. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Your thoughts, Max. Your thoughts. Yeah. Who wants to be alone? I love to be with your thoughts for that long. <laughs> Me. Oh, that's my who. God. Well, Sally, I'll go to you next then. Um, I do like to walk and run if I can make it into a run. Um, and then you actually put me onto it, Max, the platinum longevity for humans has been a kind of life changing supplement for me to take. Um, and then I've only started this in the last couple of years, but it's made a huge difference. And I try and see a chiropractor regularly and also have regular massages. Yeah. I mean, we look at all the crap we do for our horses and we get way more beat up than they do, don't we? Yeah. So it's, it's only right. Yeah. Uh, Courtney? Yeah. Um, I run a lot. Well, I say a lot when I have the energy and I feel like it, but I do really enjoy running. Um, and then I try to go on vacation once a year and I try to go somewhere where there's either no cell signal or the time difference is significant enough that nobody can call me then <laughs> <laughs> um, just like check out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that I like to do if I have a day off for like a couple extra hours um, is I do like to go to the shooting range and blow off some steam <laughs> in a legal Talk about the psychopath. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm a psycho I for Johnny's Island. I just changed it. It's Courtney. It's Courtney. <laughs> okay, if there's just like someone with their head blown off, it's me. If it's like yeah. an intricate, unsolvable murder, it's staff. Okay? 100%. <laughs> I'm going to deny that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Emma, what about you? Oh, God. I feel like I'm the old person of the group who... Uh, well, I'm not. I got you beat, honey. I got you beat. <laughs> no, you better carry yourself. Um, <sighs> I think I, I again. I'm going to be the old mother here and be like, I, I'll give the advice: do as I say, don't do as I do. <laughs> um, definitely through the years, I've had to learn to delegate for my own sanctity. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, delegating so is the hardest. You youngins that are staying in it for a while, like I know you do everything and absolutely everything now, but you need to start thinking about delegation. Yeah. Um, I would not be able to live without a chiropractor. Um, you know, same as like I've actually been going to the chiropractor for uh, fifteen years, and um, you or a lot of you, Sally and Max, you've been there when I have uh, had issues. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then for me I mean what I've struggled with this year is the ballroom dancing is my sort of go-to for just not talking horses like just getting out of yeah. your head and just don't enjoy the music and with and COVID moving and with COVID I haven't been able to do that and yeah I haven't been very good about trying to find some other outlet which I really should have but anyway I haven't gone mad yet I don't think so yeah <laughs> I'll let you guys decide that yeah. This is actually yeah. an intervention, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> here has an intervention. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You don't know you've gone crazy. Uh, yeah, I will say for like yoga for me, I something I started doing probably ten years ago, and I don't think I would be able to be functioning without it because my lower back was so bad, and acupuncture and chiropractic and everything else just wasn't doing it for me. And the yoga for me has been. And even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes is better than no minutes. And and for me, it's kept my, I mean, not necessarily my brain, but my body for sure moving. I got Lyme's disease in what, 2000, 
11, I think it was. And so with that too, I've had to be um, really careful. And that, and the platinum longevity was basically was a bottle of it was given to me. And the woman said to me, I said, so tell me about this. What is this stuff? You know, I was asking her about the joints and she said, you will always wake up feeling better than you should. And I said, right, I will take that bottle. And so, <laughs> and I will say, Savile will probably back me up on this. It's, it's, it has, it definitely, it definitely helps. helps. Yeah. It helps you feel pretty good. It's like turmeric and all that sort of good stuff for you too. So oh, yeah. it's good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's a, that's the end of my long list of questions. <laughs> good. So I don't know if you, what else, Rob, if you've got something else, do you guys have something else no, for I mean, us? I think that's good. I, mean, I think you guys covered a lot. Yeah, I think that was good. We Come sort on. of talked a lot. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? No, I just need to go to the bathroom. So we'll let you guys go. Awesome. Well, Karen, this is fantastic. This was great. It was awesome. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Max. Thank you for moderating. That was fantastic. And thank you, everyone in the panel. And I just, uh, man, we can't wait to get this out to everybody. So it'll be fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. It was a good night. It was good. And cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good Christmas. We'll see you guys at the convention, but have a good We have a good night and have a good. uh, couple months sal i'll see you tomorrow to get these done (laughs) (laughs) right i got mine done today yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you what max i'll trade you a bottle of longevity for two chutneys (laughs) oh yeah i can do that i can do that yeah yeah yeah. that's good that's what we do. I make this tomato chutney, and Sal and I will. She gets the platinum stuff, which Lauren's sponsored by them. So we get we get a little swap. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's all about bartering. Thanks, Sal. Thanks, Sal. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks everyone. Um, I hope Thank everyone you. has a great Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, you, you too. too. Yeah, you okay. guys too. Awesome. Well, thank you Be all very much for joining. Everybody, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye. Bye. How do I get off this thing? <laughs> and Karen, that's a wrap for our two-part Super Groom Roundtable. Yeah. Super Groom 2.0. Super Groom 2.0. That was fantastic. It's always great when these roundtables are really taken over by the participants and they get chatting and talking. And we just get to sit back and, and listen to the show, Karen. Yeah. We just get to be spectators. So thanks again to everyone on the roundtable. Thanks everyone for listening. Please give it a share. That'd be fantastic. If you share with, you mm-hmm. know, share these episodes, it sure does help us leave a review on Apple podcast. If you don't mind. So, um, we just want to thank again to all our sponsors and, um, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like major league venting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join our community major league Venners, on Facebook. Cheers.